police in the morning. In the not-so-distant future, a worldwide epidemic of organ failures devastates the planet. Out of the tragedy, a savior emerges. GeneCo, a biotech company that offers organ transplants for a price. Those who miss their payments are scheduled for repossession and hunted by the Repo Man. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we round out Drug Month, we are taking a look at the 2008 rock opera, Repo, the Genetic Opera. You heard what the back of the box had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. I think we should start with the top on this one. I'm good with that. So, for me, number three... Nathan is such a badass as the Repo Man. Like, he just goes around town cutting people's organs out. And then when he's ordered to be killed by Roddy Largo, the people that come to kill him, just they're, they're no match. They've got, like, guns and shits, and he's got, like, a fucking scalpel, and he's just, like, killing them left and right. It's awesome. Number two. The style of this movie is uh, something I rather enjoy. It is it is set in a very gothic tone, but I, I really love the, the clothing, the lighting choices, the, the dark color scheme, and even the comic panel storytelling that they use to bridge the gap between scenes and give you a little bit of background on the characters. It really just fits so perfectly for the story. Of course, number one, this being a rock opera, the songs are the selling point for this movie. From Zydrate Anatomy to Chase the Morning. There's just so many in this film. Uh, To name them all would just take so long. And I don't want to give anything away just yet that I haven't already. But the songs are really the key that hold this movie together. And the best, biggest reason for watching it. Alright, for number three, the plot of this movie was unique to say the least. Mass organ failure causes unprecedented demands and transplants of resulting in forced repossession against those who can't pay for their organs. I can't say I've ever seen anything quite like that before. Plus, I, I really like the dark gothic environment of this film. It really, it was pretty awesome. Number two, the repo man Nathan. He was just a badass. He's like completely insane, but like has like breaks from reality where he like um just starts killing people and he, he just never knew what he was going to do next plus he was relatively in depth he you know obviously cared about his his daughter he didn't really want to kill people but he did because of some poorly explained contract so it was it was well done i liked him a lot yeah sometimes we talk about characters only being like one dimensional two dimension nathan is like a four dimensional character like there's just so many sides to him um, between his calm, collected, fatherly personality and his uh, repo man, uh, killer, insane personality. Yeah, I mean, I still don't really get why Roddy Largo wanted him to be the repo man. I mean, it's some kind of revenge thing, and his reasons for doing it made a little sense, but it doesn't really matter because, you know, he was a cool character. And for number one, in musicals and rock operas, the whole thing really depends on if the majority of the songs are entertaining, catchy, and just overall well-performed. And I have to say, the majority of them actually were. A lot of these songs are extremely catchy, they're very unique, and they'll get stuck in your head for literally years to come. So that is really the most important thing in a film like this, and I gotta say that it was really a success. Well, I guess it's on to the bottom three. For me, number three was a tie. 
At number three, I have Roddy's bodyguards are meant to feel sexy yet intimidating. And throughout the movie, I'm watching and waiting for them to do something like really cool and worthy of, you know, how they look. And they just fail. Like, they try to stand up to Nathan at one point in the movie, and they he just fucking headbutts each of them, and then they're down. Like, all they do is stand there and don't do anything useful. Well, I mean, in their defense, Nathan was a badass, so really expect a bunch of, like, nurse hookers to, like, take him down. And, and tied for that is the fact that Grave Robber, whose profession is also a grave robber, is the least stealthy grave robber in the world. There are signs all over the graveyard that says grave robbers will be executed on site. Yet as he's robbing graves, he sings and yells. And then when he's being pursued by security, what does he do? He sings and yells even louder. Like, the fuck, man? And yet he seemed to have the whole market of Zydrate under his control. So he's uh, had to be doing something, do something right. right? I, I don't know. Number two. Really? An organ replacement epidemic to raise your social status? We couldn't think of a better fucking reason to do this. Like, I know the description of the movie says it's because of an organ failure epidemic, but all the context of the movie tells you in the movie it's because people wanted to raise their social status so they were getting better organs and organs from other people to, you know, change their inferior DNA or, you know, raise their status. Such fucking bullshit. Yeah, essentially, I think that people were basically became really hedonistic and just weren't taking care of themselves. So there was mass organ failure. I think everyone having designer organs came later, but I think the mass organ thing was basically because you see how people are. They're very slovenly, very, um, very vain. Yeah, very vain, very obsessed with appearance. But yeah, I just, I just was like, yeah, I think we could have done better. And for me, number one. In the end, Nathan loses. He loses his daughter. Spoiler alert. He loses his life. He he loses his secrets. Everything that he has worked to keep is gone by the end of the film. All right, my bottom three. Number three, Paris Hilton is in this movie, which is always a negative. She wasn't bad in the in the role she played. I mean, wasn't great either. But, I mean, she did sp- play a spoiled rich whore, so I guess she was kind of made for that role. Number two, when you look past the style and the singing, this movie is really just a contrived drama. Granted, it's a well-presented one, and it was fun to watch, but between Shiloh being kept in her room by her overly protective father because she has a rare blood disease that doesn't really exist, and her mother died in childbirth, which drove her father crazy, and that was all plot by her mother's evil, vengeful ex-lover, who conveniently also happens to be an evil business tycoon who employs Shiloh's father to be an assassin, which is the whole reason he seems to keep her in her room in the first place. It's really kind of overly dramatic, but hey, it's presented well, so whatever. I I think that was the plotline to General Hospital last week. I think that's the plotline to every soap opera. And number one, I couldn't help but notice and think throughout watching this that the entire operation of having a repo man repossess organs from living people seems incredibly inefficient. The amount of people killed by the repo man should logically cause more economic problems for the country than it solves, considering that the debts accrued by the victims will never get paid if they're killed. Also, seriously, does no one do credit checks on these people? Like, it seems like none of them can actually pay it off. Like, It's not how any of that works. All the problems in this world could be fixed 
in one easy way. If somebody decided to invest in perfecting cloning, not even full people, just cloning organs, which in modern day, we're actually very close to doing. I mean, I guess they could also just like, you know, encourage people to take care of themselves and not be so vain so they don't need organ, so many organ transplants, but fuck that, right? But cloning, it would solve everything. It would create a much larger supply of organs to distribute, which would then lower organ prices by virtue of competition in the market, thus making repossession completely unnecessary. Seriously, no one thought of this? I mean, I guess if I'm questioning that, I need to question, like, all the plot holes in it. What the hell Zydrate is if it's extracted from dead bodies? But, you know, cloning, man, that's the future. And that could have saved this world, made somebody a billionaire. Okay, well, uh, you know, I don't think we said anything about the dialogue other than the songs are fucking awesome. So let's get ourselves into a little bit of a quote war. Quote war. We're going to quote this movie back and forth, and uh, we'll see who wins. I'm going to get this kicked off with, uh, why, oh, why are my genetics such a bitch? Well, who ordered pizza? I could, sure could go for a slice. Didn't I tell you not to go out, didn't I? Can't we just go home, shy and forget this dreadful night? Did you take your medicine? Zydrate comes in a little glass vial. It's a thankless job, but somebody's got to do it. No one likes a thankless job. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a, uh, a favorite quote from this movie, or uh, just want to say anything about it, leave it in our uh, comment section or on our website, bmoviebros.com. And if you want to praise us or criticize us on our, on our singing abilities, feel free. And also, fuck you if you want to do that. Anyway, let's move on to our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave it a one out of ten. I give it a two out of ten. I have to say, Repo the Genetic Opera is, as its name implies, an opera, which is a wonderful change to most movies we watch, which claim to be something that they're not. I'm talking about you, Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. You're not a musical. My fucking ass, you're a musical. But Repo is just a simple drama, akin to the most basic of soap operas. You know, the dad has secrets, the tycoon wants a new heir, people will kill to get their way. But what really sets it apart are its music and stylistic choices. The things that I find wrong with this film are just really me being nitpicky about shit. If you can stomach some blood and enjoy musicals, this really is the perfect tune for you. Repo the Genetic Opera is an entertaining rock opera with catchy songs and is presented in a unique and very eye-catching fashion. The plot is ridiculous and full of logical errors, but it's obvious that it wasn't meant to be taken seriously, so that's kind of a moot point. The performances range from amazing to dreadful, as some of the actors are seasoned stage performers, while others are Paris Hilton. I also don't think it's unfair to say that style definitely took precedence over substance in this film. Still, Reaper the Genetic Opera is a fun and unique experience, and we'll have you sing at least a few of the songs for years to come. We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we'd like to give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why this movie is the same as this A movie, a movie of higher class and standard. For me, I picked the 2004 film, The Final Cut. I picked Frankenstein from 1931. So I have to say that The Final Cut from 2004 is an A movie version of Reaper of the Genetic Opera because both movies are about implants which are, which are utilized after death. In one film, a microchip which records life through your eyes is used to 
you know, make a memorial video. And the other organs are repossessed and then used again in other people. Both films capitalize on things that happened in the past. The sites, the site of the dead being recorded and used after they're dead as a memorial. And the organ failure slash makeover epidemic causing, you know, gene code to rise to the top of the uh, genetic monopoly of the world. In both films, the main characters, Alan and Nathan, cut things. Alan cuts people's sites into memorial videos. Nathan cuts people. Both films see the main character being turned on and chased because of his profession. Alan was a cutter, you know, someone who cuts together people's, you know, memories, who saw something he wasn't supposed to see and is chased down because of it. Nathan refuses to repossess an organ, which, I mean, his job is to do that. So Gene Co. turns on him and chases him down. Both films feature significant secrets being kept from a major character. Alan never knew that he had the recording implant, which happens to be illegal in his profession, and now people want him dead because of it. Nathan keeps his life as a repo man secret from his daughter, which leads to his ultimate demise. In the end, both main characters, Alan and Nathan, are killed. And finally, the final cut stars Mia Sorvino. Repo the Genetic Opera stars Paul Sorvino. They happen to be daughter and father. And that is why... The final cut from 2004 is an A-movie version of Repo the Genetic Opera from 2008. I picked Frankenstein from 1931 because both movies are about taking organs for, and transplanting them to another person. Dr. Frankenstein stole, stole body parts from dead bodies to create his monster, and the Repo Man repossessed organs from people who couldn't pay for them, and they were then sent to Junco, which where they were redistributed. The monster in both films is more human than they first appear to be. Frankenstein's monster first appears to be a mindless creature, but as the film progresses, it turns out he's childlike and doesn't really understand the world that he's been brought into. Nathan, the Repo Man, at first seems like he's insane and enjoys killing people, but you learn that he actually really cares about his daughter and he really doesn't like killing people overall. He was kind of forced into it, sort of. The monsters in both movies die at the end. Nathan is killed at the end of Reaper the Genetic Opera when he is killed by, he's shot by Roddy Largo, and Frankenstein's monster is burnt to death in a tower by the village people. And the styles that both movies were filmed in were dark in order to emphasize the environment and tone that each respected film was trying to portray. Frankenstein has many scenes that take place in either at night or in a dungeon-like setting in order to reflect the ungodly experiments undertaken by Dr. Frankenstein, and Repo utilizes a gothic style in order to reflect the ugliness of the industrialization and the presence of death that surrounds the city and that it was ultimately built on top of. So there you have it. For an A-movie version of Repo the Genetic Opera, check out The Final Cut or Frankenstein. Now I think it's time for us to tell you how to drink away the flick, drink away the flick, Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We're going to give you some drinking games for this movie. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, anytime an organ is repossessed, take a drink. Number two, whenever Nathan uses a corpse as a puppet, finish your drink. Number three, anytime Roddy's kids disappoint him, take a drink. Number four, whenever a grave robber explains something, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's drug month, anytime someone is doing drugs or mentions drugs... Take a drink. 
Every time a flashback is shown in the style of a comic book, take a drink. Every time Nathan has a moral dilemma about being the repo man or his wife dying, take a drink. Every time someone is stabbed unnecessarily, take a drink. And every time Roddy Largo mentions that he's dying, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. Now, because this was a musical, I think we should uh, should name the, the best and worst song in our opinions. Uh, for me, I think the best song was Legal Assassin. Um, it just showed all the ranges of Nathan's character in, uh, in one song. And uh, I think it's really catchy. Um, and the worst song for me is Seventeen. It just... For as much as this movie has some goofy things and things that seem out of place at times, this song just doesn't seem to fit in with the tonage of the rest of the movie. For the best song I picked, Zydrid Anatomy. That's just because I think it was the most iconic of this film, and it was the most catchy. Really, there were very few songs in this I didn't like, but I'm actually going to go with 17 on this one as well, because it was, just seemed out of place and thrown in there randomly. Although it does lead up to uh, one of the best moments where, uh, you know, Nathan asserts his fatherly dominance and just, like, bitch slaps Shiloh for just basically being a little bitch. Yeah, it's like, shut the fuck up, Brad. <laughs> Go clean your room. <laughs> well, that brings us to uh, the conclusion of Drug Month, so uh, let's rank these movies that we've seen this month. Um, at number four, I have Evil Bong. It had strippers and... Um, Tommy Chong, I remember that much. Um, what about uh, number three? There was a killer bong. Uh, there, yeah, there was a, a killer bong. Number three, Bones. Snoop Dogg was a supernatural serial killer. Uh, I remember less about the film, but that sounds cooler than an evil bong. Number two, Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. Take Tales from the Crypt, replace the Crypt Keeper with Snoop Dogg. And you've got Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. It also had Danny Trejo in it. And George Costanza, pretending to be Italian, or I mean Australian, for some reason. Number one, Repo the Genetic Opera. Awesome visuals, great memorable songs. I could probably recount the movie, like, start to finish for you. It's just that good. And that would be, like, before I watched it tonight. I could have done that, and I haven't seen it for years. All right, my ranking for Drug Month goes, number four, Bones. One of the best parts about Snoop Dogg is his witty lines and just overall kind of cool vibe. Bones kind of stripped him of that and just became a really crappy, poor film. Number three, Evil Bong. I really was hoping that a movie about an evil bong killing people was going to be a lot better than what it ended up being. I wasn't really all that entertained, even though Tommy Chong saving the day was kind of awesome. Number two, Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. Some of the stories are better than others, but overall, it was kind of fun, unique, and, you know, Snoop Dogg did a pretty good job playing the Crypt Keeper. And number one, as if it was any contest, Reaper the Genetic Opera. The songs are catchy, the style is really cool, and overall, it's just a fun movie to watch. Yeah, don't think too, much, too hard about the plot, because it's kind of ridiculous, but it really doesn't affect the movie, and I just kind of like nitpicking on that. Though, I will state, cloning still would have solved everything. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-movie related, you can leave us a comment on either our YouTube or SoundCloud pages right below the video. 
You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter handle at bmoviepaul. Also check out our other reviews and shows. We have new content six days a week on our website bmoviebros.com. Well, as that concluded uh, Drug Month, we'll be taking our crack at sexploitation next month. And to uh, start off our sexploitation month, we're going to be taking a look at the 1976 cult classic, Bloodsucking Freaks. Well, the last time we watched something that was bloodsucking, it was vampires, and I hope this film turns out to be a bit better. So there you have it. Until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next